Welcome to this week in Nickelodeon history, where we are covering the anniversaries of shows that either have premiered or finished their runs between the times of July 25th and July 31st. And this week, we're starting out with a massive uh, Nickelodeon show with the Fairly Odd Parents, which finished their run four years ago on July 26th, 2017. Now, the Fairly Odd Parents, I don't need to tell you, is one of Nickelodeon's longest running cartoons. It's been going on uh, since March 30th, 2001. But in fact, Cosmo, Wanda, Timmy, and Vicky have their roots all the way back in the 90s, being a part of Oh Yeah Cartoons, uh, dating back all the way to 1998. They're 23 years old. That's why sometimes it's okay to lump the Fairly Odd Parents in with the other Nickelodeon cartoons because there's uh, they were all over Oh Yeah Cartoons. There was like eight or nine shorts between Oh Yeah Cartoons' run from 1998 to 2001 up until the premiere of their own show. That's longer than I would have ever expected, even based on the fact that at one point they were officially canceled and then brought back after a, a year and a half long hiatus. Um, but the show created by Butch Hartman lasted for 10 seasons and 172 episodes. Now, according to show creator Butch Hartman through his YouTube channels and releasing a lot of information from behind the scenes of the show, the show was canceled multiple times. Almost at the end of every season, there seemed to be a looming cancellation, but then Nickelodeon reversing course after seeing the rising numbers and popularity of, of the Fairly Odd Parents. Now, they tried with merchandise uh, with the Fairly Odd Parents in stores. I remember there being a time where there was a, a, a push of Fairly Odd Parents merchandise alongside SpongeBob, but it was never popular in the merchandise department. Um, I, it, probably the one thing that sold the most, and, and I'm surprised is still not being sold in stores, is some sort of fishbowl themed with. Uh, like an actual glass fishbowl the, the size of Timmy's with Cosmo and Wanda in it and the in the little um, castle and whatnot. Like, that's a moneymaker even in 2021. But um, they weren't a big merchandise seller, but the ratings for the Fairly Odd Parents were always strong. So, you know, on our end, the viewers, I don't know if it was in the news much in the animation world, but... I don't remember ever hearing of, of an official cancellation up until 2006 when both the Fairly Odd Parents and Jimmy Neutron were coming to an end uh, pretty much after the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour 3. Then maybe that's when I started reading animation news, but that's when I started hearing about the both shows being canceled and their final episodes would air at some point later in 2006, which it did, no substitute for crazy, on November 25th, 2006. That was it. Goodbye, Fairly Odd Parents. Um, but as I mentioned, Nickelodeon reversed course on the Fairly Odd Parents, having this wonderful idea of finally giving Cosmo and Wanda a baby, a reason to throw a big special on television, a big ratings grab, and it was 8.81 million viewers tuned in to watch the special Fairly Odd Baby, which saw the arrival of Baby Poof, and started an entire run of new episodes that included Poof alongside Cosmo, Wanda, and Timmy. For as many people blame Poof 
for the decline in the Fairly Odd Parents, for the amount of episodes I saw during that time, I didn't really see that much of a decline. Poof, at some point, even though he was the center of some episodes, um, he was more of a background player. Um, even when he was the center, it was it was a MacGuffin. You know, it was something for Timmy to do, and you know, for it was still it was still about Timmy, Cosmo, and Wanda. Really, um, you know, the times of Cosmo and Wanda would go away. You know, but there would be episodes where that would happen, and Timmy would be alone without them, and and would be stuck with something that you know it wasn't out of character. Uh, I enjoyed the run. At, at the end of that run, they, they kind of capped things off with the Wishology trilogy, and I enjoyed those episodes as well. The The next batch of episodes, I can say, are just kind of hit or miss, and then eventually we get through season eight, which was only <laughs> made up of uh, really like five episodes. Timmy's Secret Wish, Invasion of the Dads, When Losers Attack, Meet the Odd Parents. Uh, Timmy's Secret Wish is actually a two-part, so... Uh, but then they get the next gimmick for season nine, which is to give Timmy a a pet, a a magical pet. And now he has Sparky the talking dog. Um, and Sparky, yet again, was just another background character. Just another character to kind of help plots to happen or to be there for comedic relief. T to me, I still, like, Sparky was still not as bad as what we then got in season ten the crescendo of the Fairly Odd Parents, um, which was the addition of Chloe, Chloe Carmichael. Um, this is now, I am sure there's a lot of commentators out there who comment on this character uh, because of the of gender. And I just want to say, as far as that's concerned, it means absolutely nothing to um, my my reasoning for disliking this character. My reasoning for disliking this character, um, they could be male, they could be female, uh, they could be any gender, any pronouns. The fact that a character actually broke up the dynamic that was set from the very first episode of Timmy and his fairly odd godparents, that character, that's, that's something I don't like. Um, it's okay to have new characters that can bounce off plot that's okay to have new characters to build a town it's okay to have new characters to build a magical world i i kind of like the daycare idea in foop I, i'm not against that stuff build it out yeah branch it out uh butch hartman has mentioned he like he likened his world to the simpsons of just having this this town and these massive amount of characters working around each other great i'm fine with that don't mess with the core the three like that that's what you started with it's not if chloe was introduced as a new character for timmy to be with in in class and could bounce off with she could have had her own godparents like that's kind of a cool idea where a new kid comes into the classroom and they have a fairy godparent now there's a new god kid in town and not only that they're in timmy's classroom oh my goodness what could happen right there boom still something new still something to build off of new plot devices you can build off of a new character you can follow and center on you can you can include episodes that that go over their home life and whatnot now that they have a godparent and they we can see through that window but it doesn't break up the dynamic and the fact that they did that is is a, a massive negative for me 
and just the lower quality animation that came across in season 10 does not help. Like, if if they could have continued the trajectory of beautiful animation they were getting with with the Fairly Odd Parents through season 10, there could be some nuggets there of, of some real gold. But once the animation changes, there's there's like very few redeemable moments except for, you know, there's always still gold in comedy. But anyway, the uh, the Fairly Odd Parents has ended, but still lives on. Is still being made into a live action spinoff on Paramount Plus, which is not remaking. Apparently, Timmy will appear at some point, um, but he's he's older and still has his his Cosmo and Wanda, and is uh, going to be lending them to new characters. So we can just still get some sort of Cosmo and Wanda comedy with new human characters. We'll see how it goes, but. I'm glad that Paramount is actually, you know, paying attention to the Fairly Odd Parents a little bit more and and seeing that there's some worth here. There are fans for this property, so but let, let's face it, we're fans of of the classic stuff. If they want to, if they if Paramount Plus really wants to to cash in on the Fairly Odd Parents, they should do what HBO is doing with Adventure Time, and they should be doing that with Danny Phantom and the Fairly Odd Parents. Give us movies. Take Chloe out of the picture. Just go to Timmy, Cosmo, and Wanda and give us a series of movies on Paramount+. Plus. That's going to get the attention of the fans. D- trust me. Trust me. I'm, a- I'm winking at you, Paramount+. Plus. Five years ago, on July 29th, 2016, Sanjay and Craig finished its run on Nickelodeon. Created by Jim and James Dershberger, ran for three seasons and 60 episodes. That's a 114 segments. And might I say, there was a, a, a couple months time while I had Nickelodeon uh, still, when I still had cable and had access to live Nickelodeon, where I had it in the background many times of nights doing art on the computer or, or painting and whatnot. I, I found that I liked a bit of Sanjay and Craig. I... I enjoyed what I saw. It was a Nicktoon that I I attached to. So when I tell you that there was a time that I stopped watching Nickelodeon, um, this was before this. At this point, this was like, I think when I watched Sanjay and Craig, might have been on the Nicktoons network that I would throw on in the background because they would air a lot of older Nicktoons. Um, and maybe they, I caught Sanjay and Craig there, but there was definitely a couple months where I, I actually watched the episodes of Sanjay and Craig that were on, and they made me laugh. And um, I guess that current people online, I guess there's a lot of more negativity on this show than, than I, I guess I was shocked at. I don't know. Look, I'm not taking this too seriously. I thought that this was a perfect way to get. Just more representation also on television. Um, Sanjay, both Sanjay and Craig are just wonderful characters. They're just full of positivity and they're just goofy kids having a great time. I loved seeing it. Um, they love to annoy their neighbor, Mr. Mister Nudman, voiced by Tony Hale, which, hey, I'll take Mr. Nudman any day over Chaz Finster on the newest Rugrats. I'm sorry, Tony. I, my goodness. Uh, Mr. Nudman, though, was a fantastic character. It was just a, hey, here, I'll take the classic neighbor you get to annoy all day. Uh, hey, Tough Lips, their, uh, their action hero star, like, that thing was funny. There was a certain level of humor with this show that I think you had to have. Uh, if you enjoy fart jokes, 
uh, Sanjay and Craig is there for you to, to, you know, check it out. If you don't enjoy fart humor, if you've never laughed at a fart in your life, I, I don't know why you're into Nickelodeon. Um, but if you are that person and you're into Nickelodeon, hey, maybe Sanjay and Craig's not for you. We can move on. It's all right. But I, just laugh at a fart once in a while. It's okay. It's just let let your guard down. It's all right. Six years ago, on July 30th, 2015, the show Every Which Way finished its run on Nickelodeon, created by Mariella Romero and Katharina Leboudoir. The show ran for four seasons and 85 episodes. Seven years ago, on July 26th, 2014, Henry Danger started its run on Nickelodeon. Created by Dan Schneider and Dana Olson, the show ran for five seasons and 121 episodes. It's one of Nickelodeon's most successful live-action shows ever. And to think that at the same time, Nickelodeon had two successful superhero sitcoms running at the same time that included a crossover, but... The fact that they were able to do that says wonders about, I guess, the superhero genre and just people's consumption of it. But both shows, I guess, were able to stand on their own footing. Um, between the two, I've seen more of Henry Danger through clips online. And um, just, you know, when I was teaching, it was very hot on television. So uh, students would, would show me clips through Nickelodeon's YouTube channel and whatnot of different villains and I got to know some of the characters' names, like, you know, Captain Man and Schwaz and the toddler, uh, Jeff, the the guy that just is, like, the worst villain ever, but I, I absolutely, like, he reminds me a bit of, like, a young John DiMaggio. Like, I feel like if, if he got aged up a bit in the show, uh, John DiMaggio would be perfect for Jeff. Uh, so I, I've, I'm familiar with it, and, and it's a, it was adorable for kids. It was a great little superhero show. And it's still technically on to this day when, uh, when Danger Force started its run right in 2020. And it's still running on, on Nickelodeon. It's still on its first season, still its you know first 26 episodes. But I, I have no doubt that they're going to continue this brand moving forward. Uh, Cooper Barnes as Captain Man seems like a character that, you know, is it working without Henry there? I, I think it is. So are the other characters expendable? Can you swap them out for other kid characters and keep this moving forward for a decade or so? I think you can do that. Does Cooper Barnes want to do that? I don't know. Maybe he does. But, um, of course, Danger Force is now being headed by Christopher J. Nowak, who uh, is is now being the, the head credited above Schneider and Olsen, uh, although they have to take credit for obviously creating most of the characters that appear on the show or a lot of the villains and whatnot. I don't know, honestly, in Danger Force how much they use of the older villains. I know they've brought back a few um, by just... Obviously, in, in various research of this show and whatnot, I, I know that a few have showed up before, but uh, I, I don't know if, if they've just tried creating their own villains for the sake of, of starting fresh on Danger Force. But uh, as we move on, eight years ago on July 25th, 2013, the show Big Time Rush finished its run on Nickelodeon. Created by Scott Fellows, it ran for four seasons and 74 episodes and follows a boy band 
And was Nickelodeon's, I, I don't know if this is really their first time, you know, trying to get a musical act off of their channel. Uh, but Big Time Rush was very successful. I was just telling my coworker the other day that I was actually at a Big Time Rush concert at Six Flags, New England, a few years ago. Um, and what was really funny about it is at the time, Big, Di Big Time Rush was really huge. And one of the acts that uh, played before them was LMFAO. Um, and half of the band wasn't even there. I, I can't tell you which one. I completely forgot. But uh, those songs may have just started hitting the radio um, before they got big. So it was funny a year later looking back on how big LMFAO got. And then like, oh, wow, they opened, you know, they were opening for Big Time Rush at Six Flags. Uh, but hey, Big Time Rush is also coming back. That's pretty cool. Coming back for a few concerts testing the waters to see about a full comeback. I don't know if the if the show will come back. The the level of comedy they had on this show was uh very juvenile and just with age uh, you'd have to age it up a bit. Um it actually I don't know what it I I feel like when I think of an adult version of Big Time Rush, I Entourage comes to mind for some reason. I don't know why, because I've never really watched Entourage in my life. So if you're a fan of that show and I, that's a complete left field thought. Then I apologize. It must have just been the advertisements and the the few scenes I've seen of it, knowing it's an adult comedy, you know. Um, but yeah, Big Time Rush coming back for their concerts. That's pretty cool. There's a lot of fans of their music. Uh, their show. I didn't watch many episodes. Uh, I definitely watched the episode that included Patchy the pirate as a canonical character, which means that. Big Time Rush and SpongeBob SquarePants in some way, shape, or form take place in the same universe. Uh, that's that's a thing. Uh, try building try building that map in your head out of all those shows that that's a possibility on. It is a crazy connection hunt to try to do. I'm sure it's been done before. Uh, but yeah, uh, hey, if you're a fan of Big Time Rush, I'm glad to hear that they're coming back. Uh, if you can get tickets for their concert, I hope you have a wonderful time. Uh, let me know what you think. Is it a show worth checking out, watching the, the seasons, watching the movie? Uh, if it is, uh, tell me about it. Let me know. I'd love to I'd love to see. And last but not least today, 17 years ago on July 30th, 2004, Rocket Power finished its run on Nickelodeon. Created by Arlene Klasky and Gabar Chupo, this was yet another just a, a steamroll creation right out of that, that animation studio. If you look at the 90s Nicktoons lineup, Klasky Chupo, um, they have to have at least a third or a fourth of the of the 90s Nick cartoons they were just cranking them out at like an, un, an unbelievable rate and every show was quality Rugrats Ah Real Monsters The Wild Thornberries Rocket Power As Told by Ginger All Grown Up I forgot six I All Grown Up counts as its own shows six yeah, shows Rugrats preschool days we're not going to really talk about uh, but they are also behind the new revival of Rugrats as well, but lump that in with the original. Um, they were also behind the show Duckman at the same time, which is absolutely crazy that while they were creating this genius children's television on one network, they were also creating genius adult television on the USA network. If you are of age to watch adult cartoons, it exists. That's all. 
not I'm not telling anybody to watch anything. I am not responsible for anything. But Duckman is quality. That's my opinion. Um, they were also behind a, a bit of the uh, original run of The Simpsons. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, the original Simpsons animation, uh, like the first few seasons, was was done with Fox, but out of the Klasky Chupo factory. But Rocket Power, Rocket Power, I loved when it was on the air. In subsequent viewings and in overall perspective, it has fell down in my rankings of Nicktoons over time. But I still love it to pieces. I, I It's beloved to me. But, you know, just because I might prefer, you know one Nicktoon over another slightly shouldn't matter to anybody, any of you. It's just weird as as time has gone on, as as grown up as I've become, I look at a character like Otto Rocket, who relatively up until the end of the show remains a bratty kid. And when you're younger, he's easier to get behind and root for and like, yeah, yeah, go against the establishment. Yeah, dis you know, go against your father, Raymundo. But when you're older, you, you start looking at things differently. Raymundo, definitely not the greatest father in the world, but a really cool father. And his boundaries are very easy to stay in. So then you start looking at Otto Rocket going like, man, come on. This is this is easy stuff. This is you have a slam dunk life. You shouldn't be screwing up this often. And disappointing your father this often. I don't know. Uh, Reggie Reggie has remained a solid character written throughout. I, I don't think she's lessened in my eyes. Uh, Twister, uh, as much as I liked him as a kid, has gotten a, a bit annoying to me uh, in the bullying aspect of Sam. Um, it's very heavy-handed. And uh, I, I think over time, when you start definitely looking at his life, it, it makes reason for it. And, and they were not... You know, they they understood you kind of have to. It's nice to show the background sometimes. I'm sure they were learning from Helga and Hey Arnold that, you know, you can you can show the home life and and kids are smart enough to put two and two together. He gets bullied at home. Therefore, he kind of bullies Sam. Uh, but Sam is a great character, too. He's remained a, a wonderful character. Raymundo and Tito have always I, I, I they were beloved characters in my eyes. Conroy, who takes over Madtown Skate Park. I like I, those adult characters who, you know, don't treat the kids like kids. They kind of treat them on an equal level to a point. You know, he, he does have to step in at certain points, especially the episode in which he becomes Otto and Twister's teacher is, is an absolutely wonderful episode. And that conversation he has about, hey, there's got to be a line here. I can be your friend at Madtown Skate Park, but you also have to, like, respect me when I'm when you're in my classroom and do my homework and do my work and, and you know, treat me like I'm your teacher. Uh, it's a wonderful episode because, you know, hey, that there could be kids out there in the country dealing with that or could be in that situation. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, there's a wonderful talk about world building here. Rocket Power, just like with a lot of the other Klasky Chupo shows, did a wonderful job of ranging out characters for different purposes, characters you didn't have to see in every single episode that they could pluck whenever they needed. They had a wonderful little cast of of other kids and adults that could come in and out. 
when they wanted. And hey, look, in that aspect, there is a lot of the show that really holds up. And I would never shy anyone from watching away Rocket Power. And like I said, in my eyes, it really comes down to Auto Rocket um, uh, over time being like, ah, I can't just I can't root behind you anymore because what you're doing, I don't agree with. But uh, a lot of the other characters really hold up over the time. And I and I think Ocean Shores Definitely, if you were going to map out the destination points of Nicktoon places you'd want to visit on a vacation, Ocean Shores, I would not want to be a shoebie on that beach. I'm just telling you, I would want to try to blend in as much as possible. I, I'm i maybe too too Caucasian to blend in. The I, I don't have that much of a tan, so maybe it would be obvious that I am a, I am a shoebie, so maybe it'd just be all right to just live it out wear the Crocs out on the beach. I don't even know if Crocs would be acceptable in Ocean Shores or if I would be considered lame. Um, and as far as skateboarding goes, that that culture, I don't know if it holds up or Rocket Power could, could come back in a way with extreme sports because I, I don't know how much of that culture has remained or changed over time or if it's still prevalent. I know that skate, you know, each subculture is still big. I know skateboarding is still massive, but... Um, I was big into skateboarding. I was good at really cruising with a skateboard. I, I loved riding I, for long periods of time. Uh, when it came to tricks and everything, I just, my mind just completely shut off at that point. So I would not do well in Madtown Skate Park, but uh, I love everything about skate parks. I love what Tony Hawk is doing with skate parks over the country. I believe it's the uh, Tony Hawk Foundation. Uh, I'm just gonna give that information in the in the in the video or podcast uh, description. The Tony Hawk Foundation helps build uh, skate parks in areas that don't necessarily have the funding to build skate parks uh, for kids to be able to have a safe place to skate. Uh, I'm behind that 100% of the time, and I feel like just. Knowing that Tony Hawk was a uh, his episode on Rocket Power is probably my favorite episode just because of the culture at the time. And just Tony Hawk was such a big deal. Uh, He was so behind Rocket Power. And it just since we're talking about that energy, I'm I'm just plugging the Tony Hawk Foundation here. So uh, it just in a in a backwards way. Uh, But just going back to Rocket Power for a second, if you've never seen the show, Definitely check it out. Even the even the beginning episodes are really worth watching through uh, to just get the dynamic and the characters. There is growth over time between these characters and their bond with each other through their adventures of ocean so- ocean shores and beyond. Um, so I, I think there is worth of just watching the show through. I will say that by the end, if you're expecting Otto to kind of change to a completely different character, not really. I do think Otto at times does show moments of growth, but they're, you know, maybe not up to my snuff. If I'm wrong, you can tell me I'm wrong, and I'll just rewatch Rocket Power again just to double check. But uh, I, you know, hey, anything from Klasky Chupo is definitely quality on the animation front. And that is this week in Nickelodeon history. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching along. If you are following us on YouTube, uh, if you're watching us on Facebook, uh, any way that you are watching us, if you could share this content to anybody that you think would enjoy it, it would be much appreciated 
appreciated. You can follow us on Instagram at SpongeBob Podcast and on Twitter at I'm Ready Podcast. I'm active on there daily. So uh, check me out on there, and we will see you here next week. On the Lord of Nick. On the Lord of Nick. Nick. On the Ricky Ticky Low while living number one Nickelodeon.